may your holy will be accomplished through not only this conversation, but through Real Presence Radio. We ask this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, Mary. Amen. Amen. Father, Amen. The Son, Holy Spirit. And we've got uh, Nick with us. Nick, remind us, what's your last name? Berwitz. All right. Welcome to the airways, Nick. You just look so calm. <laughs> Do you do this a lot? Go on the air? No. Where, where's your home? Uh, do you live right here in Sioux Falls? Yeah. Okay. And you're a member of this parish? Yeah. What do you think of the deacon? He's nice. Is he? Yeah. He's pretty good. Huh? <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about a few stories when he gets on the air, too. But you're here to do what for us? Uh, say a prayer. All right. Would you do that for us? Okay. Great. Um, Heavenly Father, send forth your Holy Spirit. Set our hearts, minds, and wills ablaze with the fire of your divine love. Help us to receive your love. Delight in that love, and then share it with others. Renew us in our diocese through a great outpouring of your Holy Spirit as we seek to know and embrace your holy will as we share our ideas for the future of our diocese, guide our thoughts, words, and actions so they are a reflection of your goodness in all things uh, may we trust and rely more fully upon you so that your holy w will is accomplished in and through each of us as your beloved sons and daughters may we be filled with faith hope and charity as we discern new ways to live as catholics Inspire us to live as dynamic, lifelong Catholic missionary disciples so we can assist you in passing our beloved Catholic faith to present and future generations. Amen. 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 Well done, uh, Nick. In the name of the Father, Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Nick, so much. I believe that is the uh, the set of blaze prayer for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, I'm probably the least qualified at this table to talk about that process, but we'll just say that it's, uh, it's a lot of change for our diocese here, and it impacts all of us, and uh, through the leadership of uh, Bishop Donald DeGrude, um, that through the power of the Holy Spirit was brought forth as a prayer for our diocese. So, Deacon, Deacon Paul, well, take yeah, us away. I just want to really emphasize a couple of things again that you just mentioned. That prayer was from the set of blaze. Um, movement within our diocese um, and that we've been welcomed here. This is the home parish for, for, for Deacon and for Father and we're just really grateful for you guys to help us to host this Real Presence live drive for the spring. Again, our number is 877-795-0122. We're looking forward to hearing from all the folks out there. But I got to, when I was told that we were going to be here and you were going to you guys, we're going to both be here. Uh, the, I have to talk to you about a couple of things, but first, I think I'll dovetail off of that um, set of blades prayer, Father Odell. We had um, we had uh, clergy days last fall out on the river, right? Yep, and we did. I, I remember you distinctly getting up in front of these clergy, a little bit not sure about all of this, <laughs> talking about change with them, right? Now, I don't know if folks that are listening know that Father Adele is a pastor here at St. Therese. He's also has his PhD in psychology and his master's in social work. So our bishop, in his wisdom, said, let's see if this priest among us can speak to the priests and deacons among us. 
and assist them with this, this set of blaze change, which is a, a reorganization of the, the diocese from where it's been recently to what it's becoming. And maybe speak to that a little bit, because we've got listeners that are not part of the diocese, of course, right? Well, that's a very good description, I think. Um, you know, I think many people, when they think of change, think that it's a fearful and a traumatic kind of event. And so we had this workshop uh, talk that we did last year at Clergy Days so that uh, people could be better prepared for what they might encounter. Now, the truth of it is when you actually begin to encounter it, as I found myself, you know, uh, finding myself a little anxious or a little bit fearful about some things that were going to happen. But in the end, it's God that leads everything. And so we're not necessarily doing something for the bishop or for a priest. We're doing it for Jesus Christ so that he can be proclaimed in a more uh, full and ardent way. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, the, the way you brought that out that night in, uh, in the big hall where all those, where all the priests were, and there was discussions, as there's, there should be, about changing from, well, we had this model, we had this model of, um, of ministry that was based on parishes that were such and such size. Now we're going to be asked to change that, and my role as a pastor might now be as an assisted pastor, or I won't be the main guy, or I'm going to be asked for more, for more assistance from our administrative staff to allow me to do more sacramental work. I just thought you played... Played. Mm -hmm. I thought you spoke to that very eloquently and with a lot of peace, right? Because I think Christ is calling us to greater peace. I, I think, and he continues to bring that peace to us in a variety of ways. Uh, recently, I was in the hospital uh, because of an infection that I had in my hand, and I know that I was tossing and turning. Part of that, of course, was thinking that my time here at St. Therese is going to be uh, limited and uh, just mourning that loss of uh, the people that I had served. And so I put on EWTN and just uh, fell asleep listening to that. And around about 2 o'clock in the morning, I felt uh, just a warm presence around me. And I felt uh, and heard with my heart uh, Christ telling me, I'll take care of you and I'll take care of the people of St. Therese. So... Uh, it reminded me, and then a great peace came over me, and it reminded me that, you know, the entire history of our diocese has been about traveling and about uh, ministering to multiple parishes. And so uh, it's not something to be feared, and we certainly have been uh, very good at doing that over the years and the hundred and some years that we've been a diocese. Yeah. And when you say that, I think about Christ himself. He didn't just sit and you know wait for folks to come into this one location. He went out to them. He went out to them. He went out to them. So, well, okay. I wanted to dovetail off that as well as Father being a guest here. We've also got Deacon Thane Barnier. I, I, am I pronouncing that last name? If right? you're French, sure. Okay. Wonderful. Either way, Barnier, Barnier depends on right. which French you're you speak. You're the coordinator of evangelization <laughs> here at Saint Therese. Correct. Tell the folks about some of the things that you do in that role. Um, you know, my role here spans a lot of different 
aspects. Um, you know, I, I I'm serves the director of religious education. Um, I also uh, assist Father Odell with overseeing our adult education, okay. um, and then I, I also coordinate um, all of our online ministry um, and production media production. Um, uh, efforts that we do in using media to evangelize as well. So let's talk about that because we're actually coming to you and reporting from a pretty nice area. Steve? Yes, we are. I just want to remind everyone our number eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You know, we've had some wonderful gifts here. I want to remind folks that if you give during this time, um, that you will be entered for. Um, a wireless Bluetooth speaker. It's a wonderful thing to have to listen to RPR or your favorite music or station. Um, for those who do give an apostleship level gift, we have a stainless rosary card, um, and you'll receive a metal rosary card that's been touched to a first-class relic of St. John Paul II. The relic contained a drop of St. John Paul Paul's blood. It has an image of the miraculous metal etched on it with the words, Viva Christo Rey, long live Christ the King. Um, and so I uh, would definitely encourage people to continue to call in 877-795-012. And all those who have given uh, during this time, we're so grateful for you. Um, we've had some very generous folks, several uh, apostleship level gifts. Um, and even those that you know who are giving at whatever level they can, um, it's not just the big gifts, folks. Um, we need w- those who are just generous. You know, the God, he wants you to give from a cheerful heart, right? That's yeah. what scripture tells us. And so... Um, Many hands make light work, as they say. So thank you again to all our challenge level gifts and all those who have given during this time. 877-795-0122. And my name is Deacon Paul Trinan, and we're talking with Father Kevin O'Dell and Deacon Thane Barnier. And we're here at St. Therese of the Little Flower, and we were talking a little bit about some of your responsibilities, Deacon one of which was online media and, and things like that. Maybe share with folks what, what some of the unique things you're doing here as a parish. Well, actually, I'll, I'll let Father start this story because it, it really, it, it's really born out of the pandemic. So. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I thank you for uh, letting us be here to tell that story because it really is kind of a, an amazing story. The day after the pandemic uh, hit and we were shut down as churches, uh, Deacon Thane and I were talking and determining what we could do to make sure that the Mass and other devotions were streamed out to people. And so that very next day, we began to stream the Mass on iPhones. Um, The very next day. The very next day. Cell phone and a prayer. (laughs) Cell phone and a prayer. And that... The second day after that, we constructed a chapel that is on the other side of this wall here uh, so that we would have a backdrop to uh, show people as close as we could what it was to be in a church. Uh, So that continued. We continued to stream every day uh, and made the purchase of some good quality equipment that allowed us to do many things here in the uh, church. And so then we began to uh, stream Sunday Masses. We began to stream Stations of the Cross, Daily Devotions. Um, And from that, we began to develop a whole series of programming that we did. Um, 
And so the deacon and I sat down and brainstormed what we were going to do, and it was Deacon Thane that uh, has all of the technical skill to make this happen. Uh, and so we began to stream uh, every week a program called Living the Little Way. We've about 85 uh, editions of that now on YouTube, where we interviewed anyone from the bishop to uh, our parishioners to uh, individuals who were doing specialized ministries here in the diocese so that people knew what we were doing. We also produced a number of special um, programming aids for people. We did a, a program on uh, sex trafficking. We did a program on bias and prejudice. We've done programs on suffering where all of these things uh, are presented in module form so that they can be used not only immediately but in future uh, and the situations. And the interviews are about how long, Father? For Living the Little Way, we, we, don't, we, we try to keep between 15 to 20 minutes, uh, but it depends. Um, you know, like some of, if we've got a really interesting topic with the bishop, um, you know, that was a 45-minute talk that we just split over two weeks. Um, but it, it's just, it just depends from week to week, uh, you know, what the topic is. And who came up with the, okay, let's do this this week, or let's, let's look at this. Or how did you do that? Especially during the pandemic, right? When everybody's like, Ooh. Well, we, we spent a lot of time brainstorming. We would sit down. It's very much a team effort. It's not one person deciding this is what we're going to do. It's we meet and we come up with a list of things that we want to do, and sometimes we're just not able to get someone to come in and speak. But most often we've been able to bring people in. Uh, I'm not a wonderful interviewer, but I've become that in the in the last year or <laughs> two years. He, he's selling himself short. Uh, yeah. As I went back through some of our original episodes and the ones today, you can see it's been really interesting to see the progression of uh, of how Father has become a better interviewer and drawing that out of people, and also how our production quality has increased. You know, those first ones we did during the pandemic, it was he and I sitting at a table in front of a webcam, and now we have, we're sitting here in a full production yeah. studio yeah. Um, that we produce an episode every week. So how has been the response of your parishioners? Well... You know, I think that varies depending on the subject that we're going to do. We announce each Sunday what the next week YouTube is going to be about. Um, and, of course, it's already produced. Um, and depending on the subject, sometimes we get uh, 75 people that are watching. Sometimes we get 400 or 500 people that are watching. Um, we found that the more we involve our young people in this, the higher... Uh, the the watch rate is, if you would. So what do you mean involve the young people? Because that's something I want to talk to you guys about. <laughs> so if it's if it's an interview with young people, we we see a, a okay. greater response. So if um, your subject of the interview is... Yeah. is, is and, you know, like you said, we get about, you know, we, we vary between 75 to 150 people watching. But, you know, we're not trying to go viral here. This is produced for our parishioners. Um, and... You know, what I see when we look at the, you can't just look at the views, you got to look at how much people are actually watching. And we're seeing 75 to 100 people who watch the whole episode. And 
that's almost unheard of when you think of YouTube hits. Yeah. But the biggest response is we've asked our parishioners, you know, we've wondered, hey, is this doing any good? And we have people every week who come up and tell us how much they enjoy living the little way and how much it means to them in learning how to live their faith every day. And that's the kind of feedback, you know, you can't buy that because that's the whole reason we're doing it. So it validates everything we're trying to accomplish. That's wonderful. We're talking with Father Kevin O'Dell, who's the pastor here at St. Therese of the Little Flower in Sioux Falls, and also Deacon Thane Barnier, who's coordinator of evangelization here. And we're just discussing some of the different things that they're doing and growing in their unknown capacities to be able to do here at the parish level. And the connection to just Catholic media, right? And how using mm -hmm. the resources available. And that's really the mission of Real Presence Radio. Um, you know, like I said, we, we also were on Facebook. Um, we, we have podcasts. You know, all of this will be available, by the way, in podcast form. You can go to our, our website. Um, we're going to go to break here, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. So grateful for all of you who have given and the generosity. Um, again, our goal here is $4,000. We're currently at 2275 dollars towards our goal. I'm so grateful for our, those who have given challenge gifts ahead of time um, and all those who have called in. Uh, keep the, the, that phone uh, phone calls coming. Again, 877-795-0122. Thank you to the Knights of Columbus Chapter 3640 for sponsoring this hour of the Spring Live Drive. Learn more about their work to build 100 beds for Pine Ridge by visiting shpbeds.org and search for the Brookings South Dakota Chapter. We're nearing the end of day one of our spring live drive. We've had a great time going from northern Minnesota all the way to Wyoming and now to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. More to come after this break. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that when we forgive from the heart, we are transformed and we become more like Jesus. It is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory in transforming the hurt into intercession. Holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Ultimately, we are the ones who suffer the most. We have been forgiven through our baptism and continue to be forgiven through the sacrament of penance. Through conversation with the beloved, the sacraments, and life in the Holy Spirit, may we be given the grace to forgive our transgressors just as Jesus taught us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is I, I'm a scientist, so I, I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot because I might have some questions or I, I, there was a lot that I wasn't aware of. And it always seems like the callers' questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about. So I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and, and build. And now with kids, I really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yes. Um, I think for me, you know, the history has, has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and 
in religious education, but you can always learn more. And there's just, you know, there's only so much that you can learn. I mean, when you're just going once a week to religious education. So for me, it's just been really interesting to learn, you know, why do we do this or where did this come from or, you know, or to be able to answer questions when people have them. I think that's been the biggest help. Heading back to your spring live drive. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, this, this is Deacon Paul Trinan and uh, Steve Castle, and we are now in the six o'clock hour. Um, I want to. I have a couple people that I want to thank. Our, our number, real quick, though, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We have a guardian angel level gift. Teresa out of Fargo, North Dakota, our good friends up there in Fargo, and Thanksgiving for the way Father Odell and Deacon Paul have helped me encounter the Lord. So someone uh, in, in Fargo, North Dakota knows you, both of you. Um, and then we have an anonymous gift from Daisy, North Dakota at the evangelist level. Thank you so much, Teresa and Anonymous. Um, they're up in North Dakota, our North Dakota brothers and sisters, um, so much. And I, I want to mention our challenge gifts. Um, we have another anonymous from Fargo, North Dakota. Um, Mike makes his gift in memory of his brother Lonnie and James Mayo. Um, Mary Lou from Clarkfield gives her gift in memory of her beloved husband, Frank Miller, and her mom and dad, Steve and Barbara Gerald Limick. I hope yeah, they have. You actually have the pronouncing here for me, Gerald Lemick. Gerald Lemick. So, um, thank you so much for those challenge gifts. I also want to mention um, a two hundred fifty dollars gift from uh, the Knights of Columbus Council six six zero five Little Flower, which is located right here, in honor of Father Odell and everything he has done to lift up our council and our parish. Father Odell, this is me giving you a little bit of a applause. Um, you know, I, every once in a while I bring my kids over here and they love Father Adele. He's so good with the youth, um, Thane, Thane as well, and I know that's something we want to talk about. Um, 877-795-0122. Please call in. We appreciate your generosity. So I'm not from Sioux Falls, okay? Full disclosure, I live about two hours north of here, but I came down here, went on a camping trip with some family down in Canton. And we were trying to go, okay, well, where should we go to Mass afterwards? And we kind of decided we're going to go to the cathedral because we had to go to a, an anniversary party up here for the Altoffs, Matt Altoffs' parents. So we were driving up here, and I know the way because I'm the dad, right? Well, I don't, of course. I get that's my, that's my shtick. Is, it's another shortcut, my dad. And so we're trying to get over to the cathedral, and I'm way on the east side, and I go, well, there's a, we're driving by St. Therese. I go, there's a Catholic church let's go to mass there and my wife goes no it started like 10 or 15 minutes ago and i i'm driving by and i go well everybody's in the parking lot maybe they're having an outdoor mass they won't even notice we're late so we turn around and we go back in and here there's fire engines out in the parking lot and here's this deacon doing this going this way and that way and the firemen are kind of saying giving the all clear and apparently somehow the what happened father the I can't remember exactly. It was a short, wasn't it? No, somebody bumped the fire alarm oh, yeah. right by the front door coming in, and we couldn't Stop. even tell it was off. So, so I come in, and we go sitting down. I'm with my mom, you know, and she's kind of scooting along, and my, my wife, and, and I, I want to come in and say hi to Deacon Thane. And, and Deacon Kev, or Father Kevin, who I don't even think we'd been introduced before I knew him, he goes, hi, Deacon, we need to go to, to say Mass right now. Can you excuse us? <laughs> He's just so kind. And he gets up. And had this wonderful mass, talked about the grotto, 
Remember you guys mm. made a garden yep. trip? Which my wife had just been at two days earlier. And I'm going, no such thing as coincidence, here's the Lord. And the way you guys brought in the youth, and everybody actually, the, the hospitality. So at the end of Mass, you don't remember this, but he gets up and he goes, hey, I'd like to welcome these kids. This girl's going to the Miss South Dakota pageant. This one's going to visit this group of nuns. And this one's going here to do this and rodeo. And I'm going, it's the guys stay connected this well. And he goes, we also would like to welcome... Deacon Paul Trinan, who's the director of the Abbey of the Hills, and I'm going, are you kidding me? And the funny thing was, this is the best part, because my mom, you know, she's so proud of her deacon son, right? Like your mom was of you. And, and I leaned over as Mass was finished, and I said, wow, what would you think of that, Mom? And she goes, what do you mean? She, I go, did you see how nice he was and welcomed me to, and, and, and she goes, no, I never heard that. <laughs> Ears on well enough, but it was just so beautiful. How do you guys do that? It must be quite intentional, or it's become a habit. And I just want to, you know, just give give you some time to speak about that. It's beautiful. Well, I think that you know we make a huge mistake by not involving young people. Uh, the young people are not the future of the church; they are the church, uh, and. So we have made a very intentional effort here to involve our young people in all the various ministries of the Mass and of the Church. And um, one of the things, of course, we know who these young people are. And so when it comes time for Holy Communion, for example, those that are trained as Eucharistic ministers, we call them forward in much the same way I would imagine that Christ did. 2,000 years ago, I would like you to come up today and help. Um, we involve our young people in reading the sacred scriptures. We involve our young people in all of the various ministries that we do here because uh, they really are the future. And one of the things that I, I think uh, we found that the more you involve people, the more committed they become to you know, being here to uh, taking a place in the parish. Um, to, to We have young people that provide our music. Um, so, Deacon, you might have some other thoughts on the, the thing. Well, you know, I, I always said, you know, I am absolutely not built for youth ministry. So you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. Um, you know, I've learned a lot from Father Odell. It, it's, it's not that hard. It really is just about making an invitation. These kids want to be involved. They want to be a part of this. Um, I, I can always remember as a kid wanting to be a part of whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. And the more I was, whatever it was, the more connected I was. So, of course, it makes sense. The more we get our youth involved in, in, in church and in the faith, the closer they're going to grow to Jesus Christ. Um, and the more willing they're going to be to help in all aspects. I'll give a, I'll give a story. Um, Nicholas, who came in and did our prayer uh, at the start of the hour. Yep. I still remember, it was right after we started coming back to Mass. Um, after the pandemic. After the pandemic, yep. Um, and Nicholas had never served and wanted to serve. This was probably two years ago, I guess. Um, and uh, he was kind of timid. We didn't really have many people, many kids coming back to serve yet because we didn't have a lot of people coming back to Mass. And I think he served pretty much alone every Mass for about two and a half months. 
Um, he'd have been, because he told me when he was saying the prayer, he's 13. So he'd have been about 11. About 11. And now, at least for the last year, uh, Nicholas has trained all of our altar servers. Mm. Um, You know, he knows the Mass just as well as we do, and better in some cases, I think. uh, He serves every weekend, um, and he guides. Thank you for joining us on day one of our Spring Live Drive. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we share more stories from our listeners on how RPR has changed their lives. Tomorrow from 7 to 7, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network.